Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. You are the reason we can't have nice things, Miller. No. No, 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 no. Yes, indeed. No. You are the reason we cannot have nice things. Oh, I got... We're going to... Go ahead. No, nothing. We're going to talk about some shit today that proves that you motherfuckers from the PV area are why we can't have nice things. That's <laughs> Lansford. That's down the hill. Nope. Nope. That's it's down the hill. All right. First, no, it's all- first things first, before we get into that shit, um, last week we talked about Saucon Valley having an after school Satan club. Yes. Yes. And, uh, well, now that is no more. Correct. And the guy that did the bomb threat, for threat, he's from fucking what? North South Carolina. North Carolina. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah the guy co- that called in the bomb threat about having an after school Satan club isn't even from the area. He's from fucking North Carolina. Oh, so he would have a hard time getting the bomb up there anyway. Well, <laughs> maybe. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Maybe. Maybe. The fucking clown. From Lansford, <laughs> who tried to sneak a bomb made with commercial grade fireworks, okay, made from commercial grade fireworks, yes, and no way to detonate the bomb remotely, tried to sneak this onto a plane at LVIA. Um, our TSA agents did a wonderful job, they caught him. Um, me and, uh, me and Bill were talking about this on the way over to here. Okay. And Bill made a very good point. It was actually a very intelligent point. Okay. You're damn right. What Maybe he was, was flying pieces to put it together down there and do something with it in Florida. Uh, you know what? Maybe I thought maybe he's going down to fuck some shit up in Orlando. Yeah. At, like, Universal or something? Yeah. Because the FBI, they got the device, and they inspected said device, (laughs) and there's no way to detonate remotely. Hi, Amanda. I saw you said hello. Hi, Amanda. But um, there was no way to detonate this fucking device remotely. Genitals? Yes. Hi, genitals. Um, What? (laughs) um, It's Amanda. we'll, We'll allow it. Um... But they had, you know, there's. it could not have gone off in the cargo hold of the plane. No. The fucking clown is not going to get to the cargo hold of the plane. So, like, I, I watched, I saw a little bit of the timeline of events. At 11.40, like, he had, he, the dipshit, first off, checked the fucking bag. Yes. Yeah, okay. but I don't think, I think he probably thought that they don't, they don't x-ray those. Okay. Yeah. You know, like I said, there's there's a general a, there's a general ignorance to sometimes the populace who doesn't understand how these things work, especially when you come from fucking Panther Valley. If you watch if, if you watch one of the toy, same shit, if you watch one of the Toy Story movies, they show what the uh, the bottom of a luggage thing looks like. Uh huh. And at no point does Woody and the gang go through X-rays between being checked in the plane. So if he got his information from the Toy Story movie. Right, this is true. Yeah, but 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 anyway, so the, this fucking clown checks the bag, and of course TSA runs it through 
the screening yep. process. Yep. And ding, 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 ding. The alarm <laughs> goes off, right? So, uh, Mark Muffley, please report to airport security. Oh, shit. That was at 11.40 a.m. Yes. At 11.45, they have surveillance video of him walking out of the fucking airport. Yep. The FBI later took him down at his house in Lansford. Yeah, they did the raid Monday yes. night. And, and the best part was, if you see the video from oh, the airport, yeah. he had a beard. Yeah. And then his mugshot. His booking photo, he's got like. He, uh, he, yeah, he, yeah, he did a shit shave. So he was trying to Batman the whole thing. Yeah. And saying, no, 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 no. You're looking for someone with a beard. For I have no beard. Yes. Yes. This is this is the. F- what in the fucking meth mouth are you doing? Who? Who? This fucking clown tried oh, to... Oh, I, I thought the camera oh. went backwards for a No, second. no, 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 no. What in the meth mouth are, are you fucking trying to do? But I don't know that. And it, you went back to your house. Yeah. You won't find me what? here. And he put his real name on the luggage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I understand you need to present... Uh, you need to have ID to yeah. buy... You need proof of identification to buy a plane ticket. Yep. I get that. But he put his real name on the checked bag with the fucking bomb in it. They don't build them smart in PV. But did he answer the question when they asked, hey, did anybody else uh, pack your luggage other than you? No, and there he you went, go. Oh, no, I didn't. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I guess God. his arraignment was today at like. Uh, yeah, he was arraigned. Like he was arraigned today. Um I got that question by TSA, and I answered it wrong incorrectly twice. <laughs> what? They, they asked me when one I was doing a flight, and they, the uh, TSA guy said, uh, did anyone other than you pack your luggage? And I said, oh, my, well, I didn't, my wife packed it. I didn't pack it. And he rolled his eyes and looked at me and said, did anyone other than you pack your luggage? Yeah, my wife packed it. You idiot. And he says... He's giving you an out. Yeah, he literally just like to just say no. <laughs> Did anybody other than you pack your luggage? No? Thank you, sir. Please proceed. Because <laughs> yeah, otherwise they would have had to open up your bag. Yeah, right. But, but it's like he's looking at me like, just say the right thing. It's like it's <laughs> like the thing in Fight Club. We can't say your dildo. <laughs> yeah. The dildo. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. The, uh, uh, that was... Uh, I'm watching this. Over the last couple of days, it was it was fucking first story on Good Morning America this yep. morning. The other it made the Fark News too. The other <laughs> funny thing is is it was was it Monday night or Tuesday morning? It had to be Tuesday morning. Lancer PD put a post that they helped the FBI and somebody else out with a raid in Abbott Street. Yeah, and. Of course, everyone's like, "Oh, they're raiding a drug house, this, that, and everything else." And some <laughs> idiot goes. It wasn't a drug raid, or else I wouldn't be in the house right now that they came into. And I'm thinking, <laughs> and even somebody put, well, that's something to be fucking proud of. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, no, my fucking. Uh, mm. Exactly. The, I think the best part is, though, when people started seeing like FBI people outside on Abbott Street. Yeah. Then a lot of toilets started getting flushed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Assholes puckered up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Big time. And it. Pro tip, kids, it's usually not going to be the FBI if it's a fucking drug raid. They have a, they have a whole different bureau for that, okay? They're usually going to have things on that say DEA. I saw. Pro tip. 
there was uh, on FMZ, they interviewed a relative who didn't want to be named that said, that couldn't have been a bomb. He's not smart enough to do that. We're finding out just how smart this guy is. Yeah. What a fucking piece of work. Uh, well, he probably, again, got his bomb-making stuff from watching, like, the Pink Panther movies. Probably. <laughs> All um, he needs is a sparkler for a fuse. Yeah. I, I uh, What a fucking shit show. This was un- unbelievable. Um, I, like, fucking ABC News was there. Here's the, be- here's the best part. Um, every day... When, like, if I'm on the road for work, I listen to the morning. My It's called Your Daily Drive. Right. On Spotify. Yes. And one of the ones is the Start Now podcast. It's a 20-minute, or not even 20-minute, just a brief news podcast from ABC News. <laughs> so today they're talking about this case, right? They're mm-hmm. talking about this fucking incident. And the dude who was reporting for ABC news from Allentown, Pennsylvania Uh from, from Lehigh Valley international airport. He goes to rent a car. Okay. He goes to the car rental, like Hertz or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. At LVIA. Yeah. And the girl asked him, what's the news doing here? The airport workers had no fucking clue. (laughs) What just happened? Are you fucking kidding me? Not surprised. Dead serious. The airport workers had no idea. That, I'm not. I'm not surprised. Me neither. But what are you going to do? Uh, I talked to his bro. He drinks the same water as Jim. Okay. No. Yes, Amanda. He yes. It's all PV water, and he does drink the same water as Jim. <sighs> See, now the problem is you're on that shit Zimmy's iced tea. You fuckers up there in PV. No, that's all they have down here at the. I drink gears. This is shit. Then bring it with you, you fucktard. He has a point. And don't tell me... Don't tell me... (laughs) No, bring it with you. Don't tell me that they only have Zimmies in this town. I'd have to go somewhere else probably to find gears. You gotta go Country Harvest, the supermarket. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Well, see, when I come to Bill's house, I stop at the market. If we harnessed your mental energy... You can, and converted it to electricity. You can power a lot of houses for a no, very long time. No, we would be able to lightly toast bread on one side. No, and then and then put the knife in the crumb butter. Uh oh, he hit the rock. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. That's what I say. Look, enjoy it now, cause I'm about to. I'm gonna be taking a pounding. <laughs> you like taking a pounding. So, <laughs> speaking of th- shit that's just fucked up, I had a job in Hazleton this week. I went out there Monday, right? I remember this text, and I said, I hope you're packing. Oh. So I get out there, and um, you know Hazleton? You, you, do you know how Hazleton's laid out? Yes. It's a lot of one-way streets, yes. right? Yep. So, all right. Well, I got GPS coordinates. I can kind of go with what's there mm-hmm. okay yeah um i have it, here's a pro tip guys teamwork makes the dream work right if everybody does their fucking job everybody else could do their job that much better so all of the information that i have for this job i have no fucking poll numbers none not verizon numbers not fucking electric company numbers. 
Nothing. <laughs> I have GPS coordinates. And one set of cross streets for like 10 poles in a shot. So I'm sitting out there. At, and the, the fucked up thing is the job takes off right from Verizon's central office. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right from our Hazleton CEO. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the parking lot of the Hazleton CEO trying to figure this the fuck out. And I called the guy. I called the representative of the attaching company. Well, aren't the poll numbers on there? I, I, I wouldn't be calling you if I had poll numbers to go off of. Well, uh, maybe I could send them over to you. That would be helpful. So he sends me another Excel sheet. No tag, no tag, no tag, no tag, no tag. All the way down. I call him back. Hey, I still don't have the the poll numbers. <laughs> you sent me a blank Excel. Uh, not a blank. You sent me, uh, sent me an Excel sheet with no poll numbers. Oh, I guess I'll have to find the other one. Right. Guy was from upstate New York. Right? Why'd you make him Dutch? No, he's, it's kind of like a shitty Canadian. Okay. All right. But anyway, so I call him back and, you know, I have to find, I guess I have to find the other one. That would be helpful. So I call my guy. I call, you know, one of my drafters. Uh-huh. Sam, can you help me out here? Maybe you can help me. Um, yeah, that shows us a foreign known poll. I give him the GPS coordinates. That shows us a foreign known poll. I said, that makes sense. Um, it's a PPL owned poll. Do we have any poll? Do we have any cables on this poll? I really can't tell. Cause I'm looking up at this poll and there's CTSI, which is another telephone company. Mm-hmm. Their identifiers on all of the phone cables. Uh-huh. Sam, I'm going home. I'll come back out here Wednesday or something. I'm fucking going home. I'm done. <laughs> so that was four hours of my day wasted mm-hmm. between driving out there and trying to figure this shit out. Oh my well, God. I went out yesterday. I got it all sussed out. What a fucking nightmare this is going to be. I, so now part of what I have to do to make the next guy's life easier, because I they t- the, were they the correct polls? Yes. But now what I have to do to make everyone else's life easier is everywhere it says no tag. Now I have electric company numbers, uh-huh. so I can put the Elko numbers in there. And that way, the next guy knows where he's going. <laughs> <sighs> Do your fucking job, people. Please, I'm begging you. <sighs> oh, and then today, today was the wonderful, thriving metropolis of fucking Scranton. Never tell you I hate that town. I'm never there that often. I think I've only been up there twice. Uh, yeah, but for shows, I can't make it. I yep. can't. I can't find Dunder Mifflin. It's not there. It's supposed to be in Scranton. No, no, no. They shut down. Oh, yeah. They the paper company just did just bad work, man. Bad oh, work. dude, that, that's that whole fucking town is a shit show. You thought the alleys in Pomerden were bad? Like most of my work, most of my jobs today took me through. These fucking shit-ass alleys. Oh, my God. Shit-ass alleys in Scranton. I hate the town to begin with. Fucking Pittston Avenue, like the main drags in Scranton suck balls. Let alone these fucking little shit-ass alleys. But on a positive note, I, I went and I got a drink at a honest-to-God fucking true blue bodega today. 
You walk in, there's fucking salsa music playing. Oh, there's Lord. all kinds of fucking Latin produce, and they had coconut sodas. No, was it was soccer on the TV with a cat resting on it? The the I, <laughs> the only thing I didn't see was a cat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, you know, fucking little grill in the back. You know, they're fixing up breakfast sandwiches. The place was fucking awesome. Coconut soda. Yes, coconut flavored soda. I actually had something like that once. I think they were handing it out for free many, many years ago at a store. And I'll never get, get, get that taste out of my mouth. It was terrible. Why drink coconut water? Well, the, the coconut anything is terrible. Oh, no. Coconut's good. Look, no. You, no. It, no. You can't say anything's your palate saying something is he's yeah. saying that's bad. He's got the palate of a sewer rat. Remember, yes. No, remember the Irish fucking potatoes. Those were good. Fuck you, coconut. Those were good. <laughs> I, I, They're back. I, They're I, fucking back. Make sure you buy the right ones. No, this time. no. Go to a fucking candy shop and get real Irish potatoes. Don't get the fucking coconut ones. Yeah, but it says Irish potatoes on the packet. No, no and it, it doesn't say, say any coconut. Yeah, no, yes, it did it say did. Irish potatoes. It did. It, it did, did say but, Irish potatoes, but it also said coconut. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. It Bull- didn't say Irish potato candy. No bullshit. It did not. He's Jim's right. Look right there. Fuck you right there. Paul Irish- Ryan's Irish potatoes. Yeah, Irish potatoes. Not potato Doesn't candy. Say anything about coconut. When you go to the ingredients, fuck tart. Who it reads said- the goddamn ingredients? And look, those are the bagels. What the fuck are they? <laughs> Well, that, that's, Irish that's not right. That's not right. Yeah, they're green. I'm not eating anything that looks that color. But um, before we get into this stuff, before we get into the meat of the matter, I want to thank everybody that came out Saturday night to the 110. Uh, we had a bunch of people from the haunted house that showed up. Um, Bill and Lisa showed up, and thank mm-hmm. you guys for coming out and uh, having a good time with us. We had a blast. Um we I've never seen that bar that packed. There was not a seat to be found and, and yep. standing room all around. And, and I'll and I'll tell you what, since you guys started with the gin blossoms, uh-huh. And then I looked around and it was nothing but flannel and beanies. I felt like it was in the nineties <laughs> in Seattle. Yeah. You're not Jesus wrong. Jesus Christ, like everybody's wearing a beanie. But um we had a really good time. Um and then I Text. I reached out to the the girl who books the shows up there. Yes, and uh, she said to me that the bartender said that we were really good and they had a great time and they did really good business. Mm-hmm. So we have our return date, April twenty second. We will be back at the one ten tavern. Good, and uh, it's gonna be. It seems like that's gonna be a pretty regular stop for us. Um, it's close to home. It's fun. Good yeah. people. Thanks again, everybody. I uh, I went with my cousin, his wife, and my aunt, and Jimmy to go see a sold-out uh, Fleetwood Mac tribute band at Penn's Peak. Yeah. And the fucking line to get in was tremendous. And we're standing there, and it was kind of cold. Yeah. We're standing there for a good 15, 20 minutes, and all of a sudden, Jimmy says he got to piss. And... We had, like, maybe another 50 yards to go. Uh-huh. But it's moving slow. And then my aunt's getting worried. She says, I, I really think he has to go bad. I said, Jimmy, can you make it? He goes, I don't know. I said, come on, I'm going to christen you. He says, what? 
you're going to take a piss at a concert in the parking lot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Took them off to the side. There you go. Your first p- parking lot Jesus piss at a concert. Christ. Well, like you've never done it. Um, no, I don't think I have. Oh, bullshit. No, I have not. I've, I've, I've pissed in parking, in concert parking lots all over the, yeah, all, I, all I don't over think, the place. I don't think I've ever done that. Oh, I have. Pocono, uh, Pocono Downs. What? Come on. Uh, I, I'm not that uncouth. I, I don't deal with outdoor plumbing, you know. Jeez. You're so full of shit. I am it's not, I am ears. not full of shit. Even when I used to go down to the bar. And I get halfway home. Luckily, the park was there with the Porta Johns. I didn't just piss in the goddamn gutter like an animal. <laughs> you should. You, you are a you fucking told animal. A story about that. You and him pissed. No, that was me and Roush. Oh, that shit. That was by his house. Okay, that's right. That's yes, right. Yes. You were walking to the New Year's Eve party. Yes. I, no, Missy drove. Yes, I, oh. I do not do those sorts of things. No, no, no. Hang on. Well, Roush and I had a pissing contest. That's right. Into... The stream on Lehigh <laughs> by, mu- by where Mugshots was. And then we went to Bill's house. Yes. And that's when I got thrown out. <laughs> and then uh, we pissed, uh, allegedly pissed on Bill's tree out front. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. So, so you see, it's like, I'm afraid that if I would ever try that, I'm that's then the, the cops go, whoop, whoop, here come the police. It's like, I don't need that. I don't need that on my record. Yeah, well. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait. Or I'll piss myself. I remember. <laughs> I won't piss myself. I remember I was going to see Pink Floyd, and I wasn't driving, but traffic was at a dead stop on the Schuylkill Expressway. Oh, God. And I said to him, I said, I got to get out and piss. And there I am. I got a tie-dyed shirt on, standing on the side of the Schuylkill Expressway, taking a piss, people going by, yeah, Floyd. I'm like, oh, God. I couldn't hold it anymore. I had to go. Yeah, that's why, you, that's why I always keep a jug in the car. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Always keep a jug in the car. Piss jug alley. Wasn't my car. <laughs> well, then you piss on his floor like I did on the way to the ghost show in your car. Shut it. Nasty. Don't. No. Nasty. You people are nasty. Everybody poops. <laughs> so you remember last week we uh, talked in the Twisted Sister discussion. We talked about the PMRC's Filthy 15. Yeah. Yes. I printed out the Filthy 15. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the reviews for the week, let's talk about that. Okay. All right. And these, I don't know. I don't know if these are ranked filthiest to least filthy. I don't think they're ranked. I think it's just a numbered list. No, no, they're not. Because number one is Darling Nikki by Prince. Mm-hmm. And that is... Has uh, the dings on that are are sex, sexual content, and masturbation. Masturbation. <laughs> we'll be talking about penis. <laughs> okay. Next at number uh, number two, we have "Sugar Walls" by Sheena Easton. Mm-hmm. Another song allegedly dealing about dealing oh, with sex. Well, not allegedly. It it is allegedly. She, no, not she actually owned up to that. Allegedly. I'm giving everybody the benefit of the doubt in this one. I'm not, no, uh, number three, we have Eat Me Alive by Judas Priest. Once again, allegedly about <laughs> sex. I think the whole problem with the PMRC was Tipper Gore wasn't getting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, she visualized everything in it. But did she go through all these songs? Or something? Like, who brought these to her attention? I don't know. Interns. Uh, people, people working for. Right. <sighs> Uh, next, the fourth one is Vanity Strap-On by, Bo- uh, by Robbie Baby. 
I have no idea. I, but, man, Once a again, vanity strap-on. Does that have his name on it? Yeah, it Whose must. name is on that strap-on? I don't know. Probably Jim's. Um, number oh. four. Or that was number four. Number five, Bastard by Motley Crue. Okay. Violence. This is the first time violence rears its ugly head right. on, the th- on the Filthy 15. Oh, God. Bastard, consider that bastard dead. Make a quick blow off his head. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Six. ACDC's Let Me Put My Love Into You. <laughs> uh, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah but again, again I mean, a lot of ACDC songs. Yeah, Shook Me All Night Long, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Jack. Well, actually, The Jack is about... VD. Mm-hmm. She's got the jack. She's got the jack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, number seven. Fuck. Twisted Sisters, we're not going to take it. Yeah. Th- that's about, fucking stupid. Well, the supposedly it's violent. Because <sighs> of the video. Yeah. yeah okay. There's a lot of comic book violence in there. Yes. There were cartoons that were worse than that. There, yeah. 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 Uh, next at number eight, Madonna's Dress You Up. I don't know if I know that song. Madonna could do a whole filthy 15 on her fucking own. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. Jesus H. Christ. I mean, the woman, everything, you know, with the, with the put the love and the diamonds and the, the Jesus Christ. Yeah, like a virgin yep. and all that stuff. Yes. Uh, number nine is one of my favorite songs on the list, Fuck Like a Beast. <laughs> By, by wasp. wasp. Hmm? <laughs> now, what's that about? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, what do they classify it as? Sex. Really? Really. I, that, I thought that would have been violence. Sex uh, and violence. Could be, or sex violent sex. Yes. There you go. I come around, round, I come steal your love, I'm an animal, tie you down, I come steal your love, I'm an animal. That's rape. Allegedly. Or it just could be, you know, a little bit of bond, BDSM. Yeah, sure. Could be a little B- BDSM. Tie you down. That's right. Uh, High and Dry by Def Leppard mm-hmm. at 10. Hi, what? High and Dry. It's about drugs and alcohol. Well, oh, my fucking God. Okay. Yeah. Def Leppard made that fucking list. Mm-hmm. Yes. Next is another one of my favorite songs on the list. Into the Coven by Merciful Fate. Oh, God, they're talking about Satan. Satan? Could it be Satan? Yeah, come, come into the coven, become Lucifer's child. Oh. That kind of stuff. Um, into the coven, great songs, Merciful Fate. Yeah, it really, it really takes it like for the entire catalog. Some of these artists, because it's like when they made the list of every artist only gets one song, so it better be the filthiest. Which brings me to number twelve. Yeah, the most objectionable one they could find by Black Sabbath is really trashed. Hmm. I, I would think Sweet Leaf would, right. would have really been... Or, or let's go right to the fucking source material, Black Sabbath. It's about an encounter with the devil. Yeah, I mean... Satan! It was right there, track fucking one. Right, <laughs> on album one. Yeah, but but they had to like dig deep and shit like that. But they're, Black Sabbath sang about drugs and the occult constantly. And oh sex. My God. I didn't think there was. There, there's a few. There, there's but, a few. But, there's but, a few. But they had to pick one per artist. And I was like, "This is the one we got." Right. Um, next at thirteen is "In My House" by the Mary Jane Girls, which allegedly is a sexual connotation. Again, okay. I don't know the song. It could be. I don't know the song. Fourteen, "Possessed" by Venom. 
Oh, the occult! <laughs> oh, dear God, we need to keep our children safe from the devil. Yeah. Oh. And the last song in the Filthy 15. A wonderful song. I fucking love this song. And she has admitted, yes, it is about flicking the bean. She Bop by Cindy Lauper. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that needed that, I mean, to read between those lines. Yes, it is about flicking the bean. Yeah. But that, again, that's like, it's like somebody had to come up with, and no, nobody bothered. They, I mean, if, if it was Google back then, it was like the first song that would have come up on Google. Right. At this point, they probably went to a record store, picked up an album by a band. Yeah, that sounds about right. Didn't listen to it. Didn't give a shit. And then... Just looked at the cover. They, yeah. sh- they should have waited about five years for the PMRC. <laughs> because then we could have had the two live crew on this list. Samantha Fox could have been on that list. Samantha Fox. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised Motorhead didn't make the list. Motorhead should have made the list. They're probably... Well, well, they, was, they, there's they, only 15 there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like they did they name it the Filthy 15 because they can only, they think, we can't, what are we going to name it, the Sexy 16? Don't call it the Sexy 16. Knock one of those titles off. Right. <laughs> How about the Filthy 45? That's too much work. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be here all day. It's like, but, yeah, I mean, they put out a record called Orgasmatron. Hmm? You could have put Motorhead on the list. Yeah. You know, Roxy Blue was another one that yeah. was like dripping in sex back then. Yeah. You know, a um, lot, and a lot you want to talk drug references in music. Fucking Pink Floyd itself is a reference to drugs. Yes, that's what Pink Floyd is. And then there's comfortably numb, cocaine by Eric. Cocaine Clapton. by Eric Clapton. Cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, I mean all these songs. If you want to real, and it's like that's like not even that's blatant. One wait was um um. I'm sure some Skinner stuff had some some alcohol references. That smell. Yeah, there you go. The smell of death. Ooh, that smell. Uh, Whiskey bottles, brand new cars, oak tree are in my way. Yes. The opening line to the goddamn song. Yes. And who's that guy screaming? uh, Screaming Willie Horton? No, no. The one that did, uh, I put a spell on you. Oh, Jesus. Screaming Uh, Jay Hawkins. Screaming Jay Hawkins. That, I mean, mean, there's so many that. CCR, we did that. Yeah, and this is way before the 80s. Dude, the crazy world of Arthur Brown. Yep. See? Fire. Oh, yeah. It's it's about being... I am the god of hellfire. <laughs> and I bring you fire, I'll bring you to burn. Yeah. I mean, yeah, th- this list was horseshit when it came out, and they just grabbed 15 songs really quick just to make a point. And, and tons of music people were out there is like, I could do better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frank Zappa, who testified at the hearings, could have done a filthy 15 on his own. Yes. Catholic girls. With a tiny little mustache. <laughs> Catholic girls, do you know how they blow? <laughs> Catholic girls in the rectory basement. Father Riley's a fairy, but that don't bother Mary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Catholic girls, Carmenita Scarfoni. <laughs> Catholic girls, and hey, she, she gave me VD. <laughs> Catholic girls, Tony Carboni, with a tongue like a cow, she could make you go wow. Oh VD Vowdy Voody. <laughs> and then on the same fucking record, there's a song called Crew Slut. <laughs> you gotta listen. Ooh, that should go in the bucket. Joe's Garage. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a double CD. 
Oh, I think of one, two, or three. Oh, actually, there is three fucking discs. <laughs> there is three discs to Joe's garage. Hey, you Son know, of a bitch. Hey, we can do all the kiss in a week. Dude, but ooh, that would be a good one. It wasn't very large. There was just enough room to cram the drums in a corner over by the Dodge. It was a 54 with a mashed up door and a cheesy little lamp. You know, speaking of Frank Zappa, that fuck, that fuck with Damien McCartney. Oh, shit. Once tried to pass off. Okay. No, you, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. said. He once tried to pass off a Frank Zappa album as his band. Yes. One of my favorite ones, too. The Thing Fish. Yeah. That's oh, that's another one that would be would have made like the whole record could have made the filthy fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that whole fucking thing was just stupid. It's fucking stupid. Anyway, what do we want to do first? Do we want to do Mushroom Head or do we want to do the Foo Fighters? Is our is that ten list this week or not? No, that's next week. Oh, and and we're gonna talk about that after the reviews. I'm gonna set some parameters. Oh. Oh, damn it. Well, no, no. They're easy to... Uh, okay, because I already have mine done. So. I already have mine done. Yeah, oh, so okay. I, no, it's okay. I'm sure I can fit, you know. And if not, go fuck yourself. Well, whatever. I thought we were doing that for 100. Yeah. Yeah, we were, you dumbass. Sorry? Well, then I'm <laughs> fucking a week ahead. I'm prepared. That's why I told you about the, the other list. You know, I never got time. I have all this music. Well, if you wouldn't listen to this shit. I just two, have one question. Times. Yes? How is Green Day on your metal list with time of your life? Hey, oh, stop. It's not. That wasn't a That, that was, was a, a joke. joke. Oh, okay. Don't you get it? No, I did. Did, did I you not it. see my freaking... And I'm you, sensing a theme here. Did you see what I it said at the part. very bottom of it? No. We'll talk about it at the end since I don't want... Because, oh, good God. That was a Facebook post, whatever. You sorry, shut it. And I said I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah, because everything was about time. Oh, I didn't get that. Do do do. The number you have dialed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. Oh, <laughs> I. Oh my God, I. I, I I spent more time making that list up than and, the actual And a list. joke you made it. Uh, All right. So, stupid. So, somebody pick an album. We'll do Mushroom Head. All right. Uh, we'll do Mushroom Head first. Okay. How about we do Mushroom Head? Okay. We'll do, let's do Mushroom Head. <laughs> um, so what, the first review this week is an album that I put in the bucket. Yes. Uh, it's the album 13 by the band Mushroom Head. Um, one of my absolute favorite bands. These guys, I've seen them. This is... The one band I've seen more times live than I've seen Slayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys are phenomenal. Um, I, I absolutely love this band. This is their fourth studio album. It was released October 14th of 2003, and it reached number 40. It peaked at number 40 on the Billboard charts. Um, sold in excess of 400,000 copies in the United States. And in 2018, this album was ranked at number 20 of Revolver's list of 20 essential new metal albums. Get the hell out. Yes. Um, it, you, I guess you can classify it new metal. Yeah, but... It, I'm, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get into the personnel on the record. Uh, this, the one cool thing about Mushroom Head is throughout their entire career, they've had at least two mm-hmm. lead singers. And it... Oh... Later oh on, later on, they actually had three. On this album, though, you have Jeffrey Nothing, who did the clean vocals 
okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jay Popson, J-Man, Jason Popson, who did the growling guttural vocals, right. okay? Uh, you have Jack Kilcoin, Pig, Pig Venus on bass. Okay, each each of the guys used just stage yeah. names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pig Venus was the bass player on this album. Uh, you had two guitar players, Bronson and Gravy. Uh, two keyboard players and samplers, Schmidt, uh, Schmatz and Stitch. And the mastermind behind Mushroom Head. Uh, uh, um, God damn. The drummer? Yes, Skinny. Did they have... Steve Felton. That's it. I couldn't remember his name. Steve yes, Felton. Yes, he was a drummer. Yep, Steve Felton is the uh, skinny, is the drummer. I, um, I, I can't believe, because I was reading about Mushroom Head, and they say they normally play small venues. And yes. Like you said, that stage had to be a mess at Reverb. Oh, yeah. With all that fucking yeah. shit up there. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, they, I've seen them. I've Did seen them at Reverb. I've seen, oh, got him. I've seen them the at Reverb. I've seen them at Crocodile Rock. Uh, I've also seen them on Mayhem Festivals. Wow. So, you know, this these guys, um, they're very, very... It's, it's an eccentric band. Mm. And a lot of people that don't know the history, oh, they're just ripping off Mushroom Head, or ripping off Slipknot. Mushroom Head was a thing... About two years before Slipknot. Yeah, I saw they formed in, what, 93? Yes. Um, so Mushroomhead's been doing this for a long time. And they formed in Cleveland, Ohio. And they were it was a side project for all of these guys. And that's why the masks and the costumes came out. So nobody would know who they were from their other bands. Like Jeff, Jeffrey Nothing. Uh, his band, his like under his other his name Jeffrey Hatrix, mm. he was he had a band called Hatrix, and you know all these guys had other bands, and they decided to get together and do this mushroom head thing, and it kind of took off. Mm. So let's get into this. I I do have to say, I have never listened to Mushroom Head before. Yeah, and like I texted you Friday, I had this thing on loop for like three or four go-arounds on Friday. This album, I freaking loved. It's, this, this, is, um, this is actually the first tour that I saw them on. Uh-huh. Um, and this was, the, uh, this was the last tour that they did with this lineup. Because Bronson left the band, the one guitar player had mm-hmm. left the band after this tour and went back to school. And J-Man left the band because his father was in failing health. And that's when they got a guy uh, by the name of Waylon Revis to come in. And Waylon sang on the next couple of albums. And then J-Man came back. And you had three singers. Um, I'll send you links to some of the stuff with three singers. It's fucking awesome. I can just check out the, the, the newer albums. Check out um, uh, The Righteous and the Butterfly. Okay. The album's called The Righteous and the Butterfly. You'll love it. Anyway, the first song, Kill Tomorrow. What do you guys got? I, <laughs> the way that they sang this with the two singers just, it was like, you know, one guy would sing like two lines 
and then the next guy would sing the next two, like, in a... I mean, I think there was even, like, spoken word at one point in some of them, if this is the song I'm remembering. But the way that... No, not in Kill Tomorrow. But the that way those, next. The way the, those dual vocals just blended. Yes. It was absolutely incredible. Yes. And, um, and, and, and the drum in, in, like, the middle section... When he was just going on, oh my God, I, that was good. That was a good. Yeah, song. I I, en- I enjoyed this. I know you said that people criticize him for ripping off Slipknot, but I think I enjoyed them because they sounded they sounded like Slipknot, but I know it wasn't. You know, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, but, yeah. But they had that same the same vibe, the same energy. Yes. yes, but with a lot more bass. Yeah, and and yeah. and I really this song I really as an opener I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Oh, it's a great way to start a record. Yeah. Um, the opening line, want to, we can if we want to, lead you from behind you. Yes. And that's Jeffrey Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And then J-Man comes out and hits you in the face. Yep. Time will take its toll, reevaluate. The leeches and the lepers start to salivate. Truth is impaired. You cannot moderate. Judging escalates. You cannot tolerate. It's a, this is, I think it's a song about addiction, is the way I always took it. And it, this is, it's a great way to open a record. Super fucking strong song. Mm-hmm. And this is one they, uh, uh, like, it's still in the set to this day. Really? Still in the set to this day. Um, even without Jeffrey Nothing, or actually, I'll, we'll, I'll get to the lineup changes later mm-hmm. on. Um, so, Kill Tomorrow, great way to open a record. Uh, next, we move on to Sun Doesn't Rise. Which was actually used in the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack. Saw that, and this is also the only one that I had a video for. No. No? On no. this album? No, there's also a, vi- there's a video out there for Eternal. Oh. There's a video out there for Becoming Cold. Really? Yes. And there's a video out there for Kill Tomorrow. This is the song, and I, I, like I said, I just have that... Who's that main singer you said? Uh, Jeffrey Nothing. His fucking voice. It, it just incredible. Yes. His voice is incredible. And that's when I sent those two links. It reminded me of other bands that I was listening to back then. Yeah. And I'm like, how did I not ever fucking get into these guys? Well, these guys kind of flew under the radar. These guys. They really did. It was that Sun Doesn't Shine and Rise was. I love this one too. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, as soon as like like number one and two, it was like, oh my God, this is. I'm in for a hell of a ride. This is great. Yes. See, now, this. the, The way I take this song sun doesn't rise um is this is the beginning of jeffrey nothing questioning his faith Mm. and that'll come into play a little bit later but i this is like that with the with the lyrics that's kind of how i took it oh i can i'm reading it right now yes Mm -hmm. you know and this is a, a super super fucking like this is one of their more popular songs as well. This one is still in the set to this yeah, day. Yeah, that, that chorus in here. Oh my god, it's sun it's, doesn't rise at all. Who knows how far all fall? Yeah, and just the way he sings it. Yeah. Some kind of evidence, some kind of reason why I can't find a way to begin my life somewhere in this dying day. If I can only find a way to find uh, all my past mistakes to begin my life. One one thing I like I. Love when I, when I I can tell when I really really get into a song when I get fucking goosebumps. Yeah, and I I got goosebumps during mm. the song. Nice. Um, next we have a song called Mother Machine Gun. What do you got? The piano intro. Yes. Holy shit! Did not see that coming. Stitch is a great fucking keyboard player. And then kaboom! 
it goes off. This is another song that I think is about questioning faith. If you read the lyrics. Yeah, this one I didn't I didn't uh, care for too much. It seemed to it's it, a, it changed it changed up <clears throat> yeah. a, a little bit and it was like a little bit too drastic in the album. I didn't I don't just think it, I didn't it didn't feel like it fit kind right. of. Right. You know, but like I said, all the the dings that I have are just that I didn't feel it fit the album as it was going forward. Right. But it's not like I thought they were terrible songs. I didn't think anything was overly terrible. Right. Uh, I, this, you see, this is, it's, this is, you know, you know how I'm want to do the one, a one B of my favorites. Mm-hmm. This is one, a one B of my favorite mm-hmm. mushroom head records. And there may, it may even be a one C in there. There's 13 and then there's double X and then there's The Righteous and The Butterfly, which are just all fantastic records. But uh, yeah, this one here, it's a very abrupt change mm-hmm. from the first two songs. Yes. And it's, it's it, uh, but still a good song. Still a very good song. Number four, we have Nowhere to Go. Oh. This was my absolute favorite song on the entire album. Beautiful song. I it? absolutely love that. This is this is not just my favorite song on the album. This is probably to one of a song that I'm just going to always have as a favorite. Yeah. You know. See, I I what did what's your impression? I'm on it? I'm agreeing with him. Once again, those dual vocals like hit it out of the park and where you had for the majority of the song, the first half of the song was all one tempo, and then in the middle, they do that. They speed up and do like an up tempo where it starts with like "If I Could End This Waking Dream, Escape Through a Scream." From there, down to "Denial Behind This Painted Face," and then it goes back to what it was in the beginning. Yeah. That up tempo in the middle was like holy shit. See, I always took I, like this is one of my favorite songs on the album too, uh, but I I always took this as kind of like a breakup song. Hmm. Yeah, it has that 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 feel to it. Yeah, it, it's the and if you know anything about Mushroom Head, about the you know the about the guys in the band, mm-hmm. this is at a time when Jeffrey Nothing was going through um, he was going through some substance issues, and um, his. Uh, J- I-, I think J-Man might have been going through a bad breakup at the time. <laughs> um, but at this time also was the start of Jeffrey Nothing's wife's health issues. Oh, She was diagnosed with cancer uh, like so- shortly after this album. Yeah. Um, you know, it, will, it was made public shortly after this album. But yeah, it was, I mean, this is, this is such a fucking great song. Um, next is another one of my favorites on this album. It's called Becoming Cold 216. I I enjoyed this song. Th- this was one that I didn't enjoy as much as the rest of the I album. I would say that as well. I, I had yeah, it's like another one just I don't know. I think I think it's like for what they were doing for most of the album, I enjoyed and then they would like take it like one step further and I just wasn't prepared for it. Right. Which is the song and you would know off the top of your head that has the more guttural throughout the whole song. Eternal. Okay. That's coming up. Um, but this one here, this one, um, 
Never ha- heard my name called for anyone at all. Never in the right, the heart of every fault. Time to write me off. This is, uh, you know, searching for meaning in your fucking life. Yeah. You know, uh, becoming cold. How do we get here? And what are we alive for? Give me a reason to murder my idols. Save your faith for the faithless where you need it most. There's uh, need something to believe in, but nothing comes close. Jeez. Good shit. Um, I, like I said, the, f- beyond being like super talented guys, these they write and all the everything oh. is credited as mushroom head. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no individual writing yeah. credits. Yeah. Um, these guys write some fucking killer lyrics. Um, next is another song that I absolutely love. One more day. And once again, the fucking piano in this one as well. Yes. You don't. Uh, this features a girl named Devin Gorman doing the backing vocals. And this is most, this is a Jeffrey Nothing song. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing, there's no, there's no J-Man in this. This is, uh, it's, this one here is all Jeffrey Nothing and Devin Gorman, um, who has a beautiful haunting voice. Oh, yeah. Um, Wishing you could fix your past, you know, is kind of what this one. I'm trying to remember, was this the one that was like more like a ballad? Yeah, cancel compassion. This, yeah, this, this is probably why it made made the other side of the list because I wasn't, I didn't want a ballad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was. I mean, yeah, that's just that's like just the way. My, yeah. my brain. I got you. My brain's been a little bit nuts this week, so it's like I needed aggression. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, but this one here, like I said, this is. Uh, uh, cancel compassion. This our ignorance. Life everlasting. Uh, much less eminent. Daytime heals everything. One more day to regret. Mm-hmm. It's like waking up, going, "Fuck! I wish I could fix that." Fuck! Why did I do that? You know. And yep. we've all we've all been there. Absolutely, we've all been there. But this is a this is a beautiful song. Um, I. I Got nothing bad to say about it. Mm-hmm. Next is the dream is over, and this is fe- uh, this has a feature from Jens Kidman of Mashuga on vocals. Really, this is J Man and mm-hmm. Jens Kidman. Okay, yeah, this one here, another really good song. Yep, back on the good side. Yo, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, yes. This is about. I I take this one as being about recovering mentally from like a severely traumatic event. Mm. And, um, you know, this is, uh, I can relate to this in, on on so many levels. Yeah. Good shit. The war inside. What do you got? I didn't, I didn't put this on the good side, but I think it's just because I, I didn't write notes as many notes as I should have on this one. I wrote notes at the very end. So I don't remember why exactly certain ones made the side, but it's just I just wasn't feeling it at that time. Right. You know, for whatever for whatever reason. See, okay, I, I this one, I I the notes I have on this one is this is kind of pushing through self doubt, and, and it, the thing, and like I said, I wrote down if something like hit me in the song, mm-hmm. like the drums in this song were absolutely fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Oh my god, Skinny is a great fucking drummer. Uh, I mean, all of the guys in this band are fantastic musicians. Yeah. Um, Steve Felton, skinny, fantastic drummer. And then uh, there's 
now they have a guy that plays water drums live. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roberto Diablo. The hell are water drums? Imagine two twenty-six inch kick drums with water on them, and he's just kind of like a percussionist type deal. And it's it's just a visual thing. The water's flying, but there's times when Skinny will come out behind from behind the kit, uh-huh. and Diablo goes back and plays the kit, and Skinny's out doing other things. So uh, it, I mean, they're a fucking wonderfully visual. A wonderful visual band. It sounds like some Blue Man Group shit there. Oh, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Blue Man Man Group on fucking acid. (laughs) Um, Next is Almost Gone. What do you got? Back to the good side. Loved it. Just, I I needed, I needed these songs. Yeah. More than, more than I realized (laughs) this week. Well, this one, I think, like the way I, uh, the way I interpreted this one is this is a song I, I'm I'm almost certain that Jeffrey Nothing wrote this because like I said he was going through alcoholism mm-hmm. he was you know he was he was in the stages of a, of a pretty good fucking bout of alcoholism at the time and I think that's what this one's Whoa, about. well the bourbon buries all the memories anything to wash it all away that's right almost like I I know the lyrics or something Fuck. Uh, next. We have Eternal. This is the one that you were talking about. Yeah. This is mostly, this is mostly, yeah. Yeah. J Man. Wage my war internal, save my soul eternal. Self doubt, man. It's all about self doubt and, you know, struggling with, struggling with not really digging yourself, Mm. Mm -hmm. which is something that I think everyone can relate to. Yeah. You know, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like, oh, great song. Just. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to spoil it. The rest of this album, I love it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, and next is Our Own Way, which is, uh, you know, uh, another fucking song that is just badass with Devin Gorman on, on backing vocals mm-hmm. again. Um, she is a, like, her voice, is, her voice gives you chills. Yeah. Is she from any other projects or? I couldn't, I don't know off the top of my yeah. head. But I'm sure she was with something. Now, when I've seen, like, when I saw them uh, the last time at Reverb. Um, I can't believe you've been to that place more than once. Oh, <laughs> several Jesus. times. Jesus. Several times. Jeez. Well, actually, I got to look somewhere. I have oh. pictures. I was in, there was, this was the first Mushroom Head show I ever saw from outside of the pit. Because I was still in a sling. Uh-huh. I, ah. I was still recovering from shoulder surgery. Oh, boy. So I have pictures somewhere upstairs of uh and on they're on they exist online too of me standing there with Waylon before the show. Uh-huh. Um super cool guy. I walked around. It was me and Carrazzo and my cousin Artie and his girlfriend. So I'm like, we're standing there in line and uh, I'm gonna walk around and see see what I can see. Cause I knew the bus I knew where the buses parked. Yes. So I go out and as I turn the corner Waylon's walking out of the bar. He's walking out of, out of reverb. Yeah. And I've got my copy of The Righteous and the Butterfly. Mm-hmm. And I've got my mask. My mushroom head mask. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, yo, dude, what's going on? He's like, I fuck, I remember you from somewhere. I said, yeah, we played with you at Crock Rock. I was in a band called Nautis. That's right. That's it. But anyway, so like... 
you know, Waylon sits there, takes a picture with me, takes my mask. He said, give me that shit. Takes my mask and takes my fucking disc onto the bus and gets it signed. Uh-huh, by everybody. By everybody. Nice. Brings it back out to me. So then fast forward to showtime. We're sitting outside. You know how reverb sounds. Yeah, yeah. We're sitting on, outside on the back deck where the locals are playing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's me and Mar- like me, like I said, me and Mark and my cousin Artie and his girlfriend. So we're sitting at a table. Who comes up, and sits down right next to me, but fucking Waylon Revis. No shit. Sits down with a cheeseburger, starts shooting the shit, and sits there with us for about a half an hour. <laughs> wow. Just super fucking cool guys. I've met every member of that band at that time. I've met every mm. member of that band mm-hmm. except Skinny. He's the only member of Mushroom Head I have never fucking met. Mm. And he's the one that's been in them the whole time. It's his band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's his band. And there's a reason that Jeffrey Nothing and Waylon Revis are no longer in the band. Mm. I think you told that. Story. And it comes down to Skinny. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, our Own Way, song about living life on your own terms. Mm-hmm. You know, and dude, take a fucking lesson from that. You know, take a take a lesson from that. Live your life your way. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Yep. As long as you ain't hurting nobody, don't fucking worry about it. Yep. Yep. The only person you got to look at in the mirror every day is yourself. That's right. Next, destroy the world around me. Oh, was it around me? Yeah. I was just destroy the world. Well, actually, still, it's still a good song. Actually, it started as two songs. Oh, okay. It started as destroy the world and the world around me. Okay. And then they became, it became destroy the world around me. Huh. Song about government control <laughs> and the U.S.'s fucking superiority complex, <laughs> which is a theme in Mushroom Head's music going forward. Really? Well, I'm, oh, glad, I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad we got over that. What? Government control and the superiority complex. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that's no longer a thing. Definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) But, uh, like, there's some shit on The Righteous and the Butterfly that goes into that Uh, even deeper. I'll show you a video when we're done here. You'll dig it. Um, Next is Mushroom Head does great covers. Mushroom Head does great covers. The instrumental, though. Uh, this was a cover? Thir- uh, if you listen past 13, yes. Yeah, there was a cover. I don't, I don't even... I don't Are even you talking about... Crazy. Yeah, okay, but well, I, was... I, I put them as two different things. 13 yeah. is just a weird instrumental. 13, yeah, and I was actually shocked to hear this. 13 was the first, the very first song I think I've ever done. I put it right down the middle because I enjoyed the instrumental... But those pops and clicks with like being like an album were irritating as shit. And then and then the baby stuff. I was gonna say yeah. when I heard like, the baby, I'm like, oh, where are they going with this? What the? F-? But but then again, but but everything beyond that, I loved. So it was like, and you know how I feel about instrumental shit. Yeah. And it was like this was almost right down the middle. It's like if you took the babies and the and the pops and clicks out of it. It would have been yeah on the good side. It's a, it's a very it's a very it's it's it's, it's fucking weird. I don't know, sound men fucking about. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then it goes into a cover of "Crazy" by mm-hmm. Seal. Yeah, and what's funny is I'm listening to this song, 
And I'm like, this song sounds fucking familiar. <laughs> and then the chorus kicks. And I'm like, it's a fucking cover. I didn't know when I was listening to it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. They do. They they do a. And the song is self-explanatory. You, you, you sometimes you gotta do something fucking nuts, man. What's it, funny is when I listened to Seal's song, I didn't listen. I didn't listen to the lyrics as much as I did, you know, with this one. But two men running around inside my head, one wants to shoot the other one. Yep. That's, whoa. Mm-hmm. We're never going to survive unless we get a little crazy. That was, that great was cover. great cover. Well, no, yo, you want to see a great, you want to see these guys do a uh, great cover from these guys? I've never been able to find it recorded, but I've found some, like, piss poor quality YouTube videos of it. <laughs> When Doves Cry by Prince. Come on. Oh, wow. Okay. Jeffrey Nothing finds a way to make that fucking eerie. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I I mean, these guys, um, they are, like I said, they're one of my favorite bands. I kind of, I'll be honest, though, I kind of checked out after Waylon left the band. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because Waylon spilled the tea as to why he left the band. He 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 put it out there to kind of stay ahead of the narrative. Uh-huh. Um, he left it out why he left the band. Mm. And it boils down to, to creative and money. Okay? Um, it boiled down to creative and money. Mostly money. Um, you know, he was saying... Uh, about you know how much money they were they were making on merch on a tour uh-huh you know hundreds of thousands of dollars in merch on these tours and he's seeing pennies on it mm-hmm. oh you know he said he said that like like he was he wasn't a, he wasn't supporting his family with mushroom head uh-huh you know he wasn't supporting his family with mushroom head mm-hmm. and that's a he, shame he was still having to work Oh when they my were God. when they were on the when they weren't on the road, um, and it's and, and like he left literally on tour. Mm. He left the band really? on tour, but they were able to keep going because at this point they were working with three singers because oh, J Man had come. He left then. J Man had come back, mm-hmm. so. They were able to carry it off. Yeah. And they were touring with a band called Unsaid Fate. The lead singer of Unsaid Fate is a girl named Jackie LaPanza. Okay. Who happens to be Skinny's girlfriend. Okay. So they were doing One More Day live. And Jackie would come up and sing it. Mm-hmm. So, you know... it. And she was able to do some of the other stuff, too. Yeah. But fast forward a little bit. Um, oh, but also when... Uh, actually, rewind a little bit. Bronson left the band to go back to school. Gravy was fired from the band. Gravy's name is Dave Felton. Okay. Do you remember what Skinny's name is? Steve Felton. He fired his own brother. Yes. Via email. <laughs> oh, damn. That's cold. Oh, that's, yeah. That's um, a dick move. Yeah, he fired his own brother via email. Um, uh, Pig Venus left the band. Mm. Um, 
which, uh, you know, I mean, the guy that they have playing bass for him now, uh, Dr. F, great fucking bass player. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a guy, uh, Tommy Church, was playing guitar for him. Tommy Church is no longer with them. He's now in Waylon Rivas's band, A Killer's Confession. Hmm. And, you know, they have, a, they have a new guy. Jeffrey Nothing left the band also. Again, yeah. Well, no, nothing was the only con. He was the, the constant. Oh, up until the latest record, he left before that, and uh, once again it came down to creative and cash. Yeah. Um. And also, nothing got saved. Nothing. Jeffrey, nothing is a born again Christian. Oh, okay. What do you well, that was a play on words? Nothing no, no, saved. no. He got. I he, got you. He got actually you. is a born again Christian, and uh, he has a he has a band out there now called they're called Nothing, and he's still doing some really 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 great music. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know he just couldn't continue on with Mushroom Head. Now, thankfully, a few years down the road, some cooler heads have prevailed, and. Waylon is back on speaking terms with the rest of the band uh-huh. to the point where they act like every year um, they do a blowout Halloween show. Look at the visual. Yeah. And you'll yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. They do a blowout Halloween show at like the machine shop in Detroit or the Alarosa Villa, you know, the, at, at some club near Cleveland right. or in Cleveland. Right. They And this year they actually guest listed Waylon. Oh. So some some bridges have been some fences have been mended. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Um now whether Waylon would ever work with him again, I don't know. <laughs> um I will say this, the guy that they have singing for him now that took Jeffrey Nothing's place. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the first record because the dude's name is Steve Rockhorst. And I thought when I heard the album that Rockhorst is trying way too hard mm. to channel Jeffrey Nothing. Not using his own voice, trying right. to. Right. Yeah. But that being said, you know, I this is a great fucking record. I yeah. it's on my it's in my it's in my 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 pantheon of, of the best of Mushroom Head. No, it's good. Yeah, good I gave I gave it a seven point seven five. Seven seven five. Yep. Okay. I'll give that I, quarter was for those pops and clicks. I'm gonna give it. I'm I'm actually gonna give it an, an eight five. Uh, I was gonna go eight five too for. I've never listened to him before, and I know whenever we were leaving here last week, you know, uh, you know, don't don't. Well, I'm not gonna feel bad if you don't like it. I'm fucking listening to this. How can Eric think I'm not gonna like this shit? Yeah. Well, I I, I do understand that they're not for everybody. But I'll tell you what. Oh. Another good thing about that that none of the songs are actually too long. No, everything. No, none of them overstayed their welcome, and it's like they went. You know, even if you even if you didn't care for it, it was over quickly. Yeah. I mean, there's some there's some stuff on previous records mm-hmm. that I could I could uh, play for you that you would probably dig mm-hmm. songs like Solitaire Unraveling and Bwomp, uh shit like that. And Bwomp. Bwomp. B W O M P. <laughs> What's that about? Yeah, fuck if I know. <laughs> it's a good tune though. Uh, but Solitaire Unraveling is a great song. And then uh, you know you go on later to later stuff like. Uh, Beautiful scars for ugly children. Um, 
the righteous and the butterfly there's just some really really cool stuff out there if you're a fan of not really industrial but kind of industrial new metal check out mushroom head mm-hmm. you'll you might like them yeah 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 i, I yeah, it was very enjoyable yeah I, I i i'm glad you guys dug it i'm i really am so i, I whew, my first my first hot take record out of the fucking way there might be another one in yeah, there when you, you know when you pick great music i mean the great opinions are going to follow. Yeah, I'll agree with you. Okay. <laughs> I see where this is going. What do you mean? No, you're acting like you were going to get two people pissed off. You're just going to shit in my Cheerios I, tonight. Now, wait a minute. There will be no shitting in Cheerios. Speak for yourself. Okay. I, I rate these albums, you know. I rate them fairly. Yes, very fairly. Very I, and I listen. You know, here's the thing. I listen to this album while I was putting together um, a crate for my one game. Mm-hmm. Right? So it was on as a nice background filler, and I listened to it through my stereo with the bass speakers to give it the proper oomph that it required. Okay? And we'll discuss that as we go along. You know? All right. So this... I have more do I have thoughts on this fucking album. <laughs> the next album, the next album that we're going to talk about is Wasting Light by the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. This is their seventh studio album. Yes. Uh, released April 12th of 2011. And I wrote it that way. <laughs> two, two boobs, two boobs, one, one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> next, uh, the next here. The, I, th- I thought this was really interesting. This album was recorded completely in Dave Grohl's garage. Didn't sound like And it. then get to the kicker. All analog equipment. And Butch Vig thought he was Wait. fucking joking. Wait, hang on. We're, I didn't get the Butch Vig yet. <gasps> so they started recording this record with, like, in a, in a in an actual studio. Correct. Uh, you know, state-of-the-art, Pro Tools-equipped digital studio with a different producer. Yes. Dave calls up Butch Vig who is the guy who produced Nirvana's Nevermind album mm-hmm. and went on to become the drummer of Garbage. Yes. Um, hey, I'm making a record. I'm building the studio in my fucking garage. All analog, come produce this shit. Butch Vig thought he was kidding. Yeah, <laughs> he thought he was out of his fucking mind. Now, when they were in the studio, they... they, they they did record two songs in that studio that they put on the greatest hits. It was uh, Wheels and Word for Word, and then they left to take a break, and that's when Dave Grohl had this fucking we had the brainstorm. crazy-ass idea. But you got to remember, the first Foo Fighters record was re- Grohl recorded it in his garage mm. by himself. By himself. Mm. You know, he, uh, he recorded the first Foo Fighters record in his garage by himself. Yep. Oh, God, you got to love Got to love Dave Grohl. This album uh, received five Grammy nominations and two wins. Yes. It won the best hard rock and metal performance for White Limo. Mm-hmm. I see that look. Oh. And the, we'll get to that. And uh, the song Walk won the best rock performance. Jesus Christ. So now, this album was certified platinum. 
which means mm. and it, sales in excess of one million copies. Most of them probably to Jim Miller mothers. Fuck you. Now, wait a minute. Now, now you said you weren't going to be angry. This is also their first. <laughs> this is also their first debut. Their first number one debut when it came out. You, your fucking English is as bad as that meth head who tried to bomb the, a plane. Blah, blah, blah. It was their first album to debut at number one. Yes, that. I What's knew. It, this number one debut. First number one debut. Yeah, that it, it was, worked I, out. No. First out, the no. words didn't come out the way I wanted be, them to. Be nice. No. You're going to put See? a quarter in the fucking swear jar. Fuck you, I am. <laughs> He's up to 100 bucks. At least. I think we all are. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Keep an eye on the, on the yeah. vein in my forehead again. That was the original name of the podcast. We were going to call it the swear jar. Yeah. And then Eric went on and said, we can't call it that, so we took it already. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> Speak seriously, there's yeah, there's a podcast. That's hilarious. When I thought when you had posted about horrible band names, yes, there's there's a documentary on Amazon called Back and Forth. It's a documentary on the Foo Fighters. Well, no, hang on, it's not on Amazon. It's on Quello. Well, yes, you it's it's, yes. Well, did you just say yes? Yes, he did. You Who stop making fun of my. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> but anyway, at the at the end of the credits, there's a cutscene, and Dave's going, "If I'd have known this band was gonna take off like this, I wouldn't have named it the fucking Foo Fighters. That's a fucking shitty name." <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, that's it's. You're, you see, you're you're spreading semi false information. It's on a paid add on so, add on to Prime. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, which I don't have, which is why I haven't watched the back and forth document. Ah. Or else I would have watched it. Um, let's move on. Uh, oh, uh, hang on. This peaked at number one on the <laughs> Billboard charts. And it is it was number 39 for the entire year. America, what were you thinking in 2011? Again, not saying anything. <laughs> They were learning to walk again. <laughs> Look, Pantera taught him to walk. Okay, that was in Dave Grohl didn't need to teach nobody. Well, they were burn. They were busy, bu- bu- busy bridge burning. <laughs> Which is the first song on the album? Yes, That's correct. That's a segue, kids. <sighs> bridge burning. Um, what do you got? It was okay. I mean, it wasn't terrible. And this is out of your. See, you're not you're you're not a foo fan. I mean, you're not a. That's the name of them, the foo fans. No, I, okay, you're not a fan of the foo fighters. No, How's that? Okay, sound? no. What's the name of the fan club? I don't fucking know. Because you got the blue. I'm not you a got fucking the blue army. All right, you got you know you got the blue army from Aerosmith. You got know. the Kiss army. I don't know. You got the Motorhead bangers. I don't know. The foofs. I don't know. Maybe they're the fighters. All right, no. This is my first. This is my first look. I have listened to the Foo Fighters, their singles that they put out there, mm-hmm. and this is no different. It's just it's, eh. it's Foo Fighters. It's there. I love the opening of this song. Okay, that guitar. Uh, yeah, it's on my look. It's on this side of the paper, so that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Hey, right. Doug, how's it going? Oh, Doug. Doug, Doug says, "What's up, crackers?" Crackers. Oh. But where's the wine and cheese? Uh, upstairs. There's the wine as the cheese. No. So you're the cracker. 
In this sandwich? Yes. <laughs> I, I got the, the Triscuits and the Baby Swiss upstairs. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, Bridge Burning. A, a song about being fed up with being manipulated. Yeah. You know, it's it. I I I really dug into the lyrics of this because I I, I to me this whole album sounds from a, not from a production standpoint, from a writing standpoint, this album sounds dated. It's arena rock for a modern era. You're. I have a different take on it, which I'll say after the last. You're track. not wrong, and and you can really it, it, it's it's a gritty sounding album because of the analog and how everything was where it was recorded. It's not a gritty sounding album. It, it's, it's very it's, clean. It, it's very clean. Mm-hmm. It's very clean. Uh, next song is Rope. What do you got? Give and take. No. Yeah. One-sided relationship. No. Yeah, give me a, give again. Give. Just a it's it's a good background song. It was the album wasn't completely awful. I mean, this, it was, I had the album on and it's not like I sat there it was like, "Oh, this is shit. This is awful." No, it was like, <laughs> "Okay, this is another song." This this is one of those songs. This is an album that reminds me of an 80s movie soundtrack. <laughs> Most of the, yeah, I can I can understand that. Just kind of there. Yeah, yeah. They all it's, that's yeah. I, I mean, you're not gonna like my final take on the record. I'm I know he's not right gonna now. like mine either. But I'm trying I'm trying to be as positive as I can be. You don't gotta be positive. No, I I want I'm being honest though. That's well, yeah. Next song, dear Rosemary. Yeah, again, another good song. Another Foo Fighters song. If if you, I think this album, but if you hand it, say, "Hey, this is Foo Fighters," I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, it is." Yes, pretty much. Yeah. And this had uh, Bob Mould from Husker Du do uh, vocals with Dave. Yeah, and also guitar. Yeah. Right. Um, you know what this? What I did a little research on this one. You know who Rosemary is? It's a baby. Now, is this the one that you're going to talk about, the lady who said that Kurt Cobain was killed? Not just the lady. Okay. That was that was Nirvana's fucking lawyer. Okay. Hmm. All right. That's All right. that. Yeah, yeah. Rosemary yeah. Carroll. Yes. She was Nirvana's lawyer. And she was one of the first to allege that Kurt didn't write the suicide note. Hmm. All right. And if you ever watched Soaked in Bleach, or if you do a little, even a little bit of fucking precursory digging into Kurt Cobain's death. I watched those two things that you told me to watch. They are mm. not eh. (laughs) There's no eh about it. The fucking suicide note. There's two, uh, alleged suicide note. There's two entirely different sets of handwriting on that note. Hmm. But I guess, I guess girl don't like her that much. Just go the fuck away. Pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, if you like do a little bit more than a precursor, you know, I got to look somewhere over there. I've got, uh, a book of Kurt Cobain's diaries. Wow. That was given to me. Mm. Um, 
I'll, I'll have to find it for you. Um, but yeah, that's what, you know, that's the, one of the ones that I kind of dug a little bit deeper into to see, oh, wow, what the fuck is this one about? Yeah. And then I find, Rosemary. find this Rosemary Carroll <laughs> thing. And I'm like, oh, shit, I remember that name from the documentaries. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, allegedly, that's what this song is about. Okay. You know, and uh, dear, basically, dear Rosemary, just go the fuck away. Yeah. Yep. White limo. <laughs> look what I'm, in I, the cinnamon toast I, fuck was this I Jesus look, Christ I can listen to this album a hundred times and I still can't fucking understand most of the words except for oh, go limo God, but fucking... the video is fucking awesome no no the video is shit other than the fact that Lemmy's in it Lemmy's driving the limo that's the only you can't, redeeming you can't quality. drop Lemmy in a video and call it good you know it's like it, it just it doesn't work like that. It's like th- this song, and then we say, "Oh, this was nominated." Really, this shit. This one, one. This shit. What the? What the fuck? Two twenty eleven. It's like I guess we're just you know. I think maybe we won because it was different. They want to be different. That was the problem. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I was like, God, no. And it, it, it's. it's well, that was the first time you ever heard this song. Yes, and I had to stop. You know, gluing the model together because I was like, I was gonna fucking start breaking shit. <laughs> it, 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 it's like it's Christ. Just, now, now, Lemmy has <sighs> done some cool stuff with Dave Grohl in the past. Yeah. If you go to the Crowbot record, yes. There's a. It was a record that Grohl did where he put a band together and had a bunch of different singers in it, mm-hmm. and each song was written in that singer's style like uh king diamond is on it lemmy is on it it's really Mm. fucking cool i don't even think you can get that anymore i remember i tried to find that i'm sure it might might be on uh spotify i'll have to look but it i mean just dropping lemmy in a video doesn't no but it'll get you it'll get you a couple of cool points but not enough to make this a good song like i said it comes out of fucking nowhere. It does not fit anywhere in the goddamn record. No, it doesn't. It's just like, um, the only the only blemish I have on the album. Uh, it's one of many. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we at least agree on that. So you can't say I'm shitting on something. You you shit on it too. Next it's song, like, like a German porn fucking fucking. <laughs> Here we go again, Mommy. You tell me for German trying to be there. Oh, fuck. Next we have Arlandria. All right, this is back to back to basics. Generic Foo Fighters. Yeah. Yep. Singing about uh, Virginia. Yep. Uh, yep. It's a Arlandria is uh, Alexandria and Arlington. Yes. There's a yeah. little border area. Between the two towns called that in they Virginia. call. Yes. That, well, that's where he grew up. That's where up. Dave Grohl's oh, from. a bunch of hillbillies. Yeah. Well, how do you think he almost became the drummer for fucking Guar? Well, I'm, I'm not saying that Virginia's full of hillbillies. I'm saying that... Okay, I'm what saying are you saying that? <laughs> Alleged hillbillies. <laughs> uh, it's it's not a bad song. I mean, it, and who names two towns and then it's like, that'd be like, where are you going? The Summitford. <laughs> 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 Lands Hill. Lands Hill. To oh. Colford. I'm going down to Colford. Ne- Nescaford. Did we pass Seek yet? Yeah, you blinked. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You blunk. 
<laughs> Jesus. Don't, don't tell me I blunk. Oh. Fucking like a plumpkin. Uh, Whoa. Next we have These Days, which was one of the big, uh, yeah, big songs off I, of I, It was funny. As this started playing, I'm like, hey, this is familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard this one before. <laughs> well, good. At least you heard one of them. Well, you can't. The top 40 shit you can't get away yeah. from. Yeah. Because it's easy for you to say your heart has never been broken. Yep, that one I. Oh, oh God. Yeah, I. Uh, this is one of this is I was and I was hoping and I was crossing my fingers and I was like, oh God, please don't let like all that goofy Mentos fucking video shit and all the other goofy songs be on this album. If if I just have to listen to this one, I'm fine. That's the first album. Nah, uh, yeah, <laughs> with the uh, big me. Yes, big me. <laughs> uh, this. I don't understand why everybody went so gaga over this song. Yeah, it's just it's there. Yeah, just like the rest a lot of the yeah, it's, This is this song is John Cusack standing out front of a window with a fucking boombox. Damn. Don't don't no, you love this within your eyes. Don't you dare. Don't you now, In dare. Your Eyes is a better song. Don't you dare put freaking Peter it's Gabriel true. on that. In Your man. Eyes is a better song. Oh. oh okay, this is uh, this is, okay. this is Jay and Silent Bob after they smoked a lot of weed outside the Quick Stop. There you go. Yeah, except <laughs> except Jay, except Smith was smart enough to use fucking King Diamond for that. <laughs> oh fuck! Next is Back and Forth. You guys are really gonna hate my other albums. Oh my god! You don't enjoy this one. I didn't say I didn't enjoy this. It's all on the no, good I side. Understand. This is on the good side. No, it have, wasn't terrible. I'm gonna have to sit out of swing distance if we get one that. Mm. No. Nah. Oh yeah. Are two out of kicking distance. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Miller has got to know his limitations. Uh, back and forth. Yep. It's another. It's there. Okay. Yeah. I I, I will say this. I listened to it all the way through in one shot. That's good. Yeah, everything I listen. It's to. not. It's like, not I Nickelback. Said, I, I at What's wrong and like Nickelback? I said, when you say when you say seventh, you know, studio album, I, you got to understand. By this time, I'm, you know, I had every. You're single. swinging from Dave Grohl's nuts like it's fucking no tomorrow. There you go. Yeah, but it was also late into the two thousands. Yeah, right. But I've been listening to them since ninety five. That's when their first album came out. I got their first album as a twenty-first birthday present, and I was—I bought every one ever since. It, it, you know, I think okay. I own one Foo Fighters record. Pro- I think I own the color, color and, and the, the shape. shape. Yes, I think that's it. Um, that's a good one. Next is a matter of time. Okay, another right along the lines, just trucking along. Mm-hmm. He's staying on the tracks. Yes, not deviating. This is—I I, I took this one to be as someone, you know, someone just won't fucking learn from their mistakes. <laughs> I would, yes, you know that's kind of where I took where I took the lyrics of this one. Right. Um, it's not a bad song. Yeah. It's not a great song. Yeah, it's a song. Yeah, um, uh, you know this is a song that the next one is one I feel I miss the misery. <laughs> that that was what I wrote. Shit, I was like, is I does that miss the missy? No, miss the not, misery. Miss the misery. And it's yeah. go ahead. Well, I mean, of course, we all know that title from Hailstorm, you know, but um, no, we don't all know this title from Hailstorm. Yeah. Hailstorm did. N- no. A different version of it. N- I don't know it. What do you mean? You don't know Hailstorms? I know who I know Hailstorm, but Mr. Misery. Nah, you don't like it. Never heard it. 
What do you mean? I, I don't actively seek out hailstorms. Okay, that's going in a bucket. Now, yeah, it's again. <laughs> okay. It's again. It's on. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You know, Lizzie Hale, you know, she makes me feel funny. Yeah, and great, she's got a great, great voice. What was great that music. one of the first singles that, that dropped with them? I get, I get off. off. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I get off on you getting off on, on me. me. Yes. Yeah, and, and everything she's done up to that, I mean, everything is just wonderful. She's, I mean, she's a great singer. Yes, she is. I, 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 yes. I, I do dig her voice. I don't, I don't actively seek out Hailstorm, but I okay. don't turn it off. Right. You know, it's but back the, back to this. It's it's Dave Grohl. Okay, it works. Yeah, uh, it's you know missing a bad relationship. Yeah, it's fucking it's it's fucking Munchausen syndrome or not Munchausen Stockholm syndrome. And this is also where fucking the Munchausen. title of the album comes from, "Wasting Light." You know, like uh, like in, in in the lyric, you know, you're wasting light. You know, get in a fucking car and let's go. You you're know? wasting oxygen. Damn it! Come on. Be nice. No. Be nice. He can't be nice. It was easy. It was there. He's lobbing fucking <laughs> softballs. That was, a, right. that was a layup. All right. It, no. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. This is a fucking motto of the podcast now. <sighs> uh, I should have known. I like this song a lot. This uh, this mm. one I kind of dug to. And this is uh, like... I. I did a little bit of little bit of looking into what people thought mm-hmm. this was about, mm-hmm. and like a lot of stuff that Dave Grohl has written since Cobain died, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's his tribute to Kurt." It's I, I think this is about Survivor's regret. Mm-hmm. And do you know who he invited to play bass and accordion on his song? Chris Novoselic. Yes. Yeah. All right. It was. I didn't put this on the guy. I think this was the the ballad that didn't need to be there. If yeah. I'm right. It just again, it just it, it was their take on a ballad. I don't think they do them right. Yeah, well, you can say ballad. And there's one more song in this one. It's another one that was mm-hmm. a uh, that everybody knew because this was released. It was a big single. It was pushed down everybody's throats. Walk. Yes, That's Pantera right. did it better. I didn't. I didn't I, even this, know this song beforehand, and I didn't, I didn't this, care for it. This, this was came out when I was in a bad time in my life. I had just gone through the divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these lyrics kind of... I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's what the song is about. Getting it's back ab- up on your feet after a bad relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not a bad song. It's it's and really it's not a bad album, but it's just. Fucking there. I know, and yeah. and like I said, I because of what I listen to and what you guys listen to. I I know, but and my my whole take on it was, if beige had a soundtrack. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, and, and also there wasn't. All the songs were very safe. You know, all, Food Fighters. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like it, it's it's something that moms can listen to. While they're driving their minivans to the soccer practice. <laughs> oh, right away, soccer mom. Yeah, oh. exactly. It's like mom rock. But it's like they're not. You're not gonna be hearing about a lot of sex. You're not gonna be hearing a lot of drugs. Nobody poking a finger in the ass. It's just very safe music. I forgot you what know? the fuck I was gonna say. And no, and nobody is like gonna. I mean, if she shows up to practice with like something in your mouth, I mean, people are gonna look. There you go with the moth. Yeah, people are gonna look. 
at her sideways, but you come up there on oh, one of these days. Oh, thank you, Doug. Thank you for saying that. Doug said someone that won't learn from their mistakes, like Jim owning all of the Foo Fighters albums. <laughs> Fuck you, Doug. Hey, 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 he's a viewer. He's a viewer. You respect that. That's right. You respect our fans. I do have every single one. <laughs> I know you do. And and truth be told, when I when I moved into my house and I got my when I got my first record player, I bought three albums. I got physical graffiti and justice for all. And this, these are my first. I'll tell you what, at the one next, of my first three vinyl. Yeah. At the next something found show, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give suddenly found, suddenly found. Okay, something like that. But <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Doug one of my old guitars, and he can El Capong you for that. <laughs> All right. Make sure it's hollowed out. Make, like make, a, make sure you gimmick it. Make sure you gimmick it. We don't want to hurt Miller. What? We no, don't want to hurt him. Gimmick no. the guitar like Jimmy Hart. You got to gimmick it. You got to gimmick the guitar. They learned that the hard way. Honky Tonk Man fucking El Cabong Jake Roberts. That's who it was. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't take the bracing out of the fucking guitar. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, they it learned. It didn't fucking break. No. And, and Jake, you know, suffered spinal compression because of it. <laughs> But, yeah, they learned it quickly to gimmick the guitars. Speaking of shit that's not gimmicked in wrestling, last night I watched AEW Rampage or Dynamite or whatever the fuck show it is. Yeah. I watched the AEW show. And there's a pay-per-view on Sunday. And one of the matches is going to be um, for the like their version of the television title, the, T- the TNT title. Okay. Okay. And it's going to be Wardlow against Samoa Joe. And the winner of that goes on to defend the TNT title against the winner of a match that they had last night. The, it, they called it the, uh, the Face of the Revolution ladder match. It's a fucking ladder match. Mm-hmm. Okay. Facing the Revolution. Face of the Revolution. Face of the Revolution. Ladder. It's a fucking ladder match. You don't need to give it stupid names. <laughs> right? Stop. Tony, fucking stop, okay? <laughs> now, we're sitting there watching this last night, and, you know, there's 87 ladder spots. You know, a guy taking a fucking yeah. bump into the ladders on a throwaway, essentially a throwaway TV match. It's not on a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fucking TV match. 87 bumps. Well, it, it, it's hyperbole. Right. I got you. A lot. Uh, uh, right. When WWE does a ladder match, it means something. It's money in the bank mm-hmm. or something, you know, significant. Yes. And more importantly, when WWE does a ladder match, they gimmick the ladders that anybody's going to take a bump on. That way, the ladder goes quick and breaks, mm-hmm. right? Because that will absorb some of the the force. Yes. None of the fucking ladders last night were gimmicked. And guys were taking sentons on these ladders oh. and suplexes into the ladders. Oh, my I'm God. I'm sitting there. I looked at Jesse and Missy. I said, what in the fuck are they doing? They're going to fucking hurt somebody badly. Tony, wow! Yeah. Tony, you're a big enough fucking mark. You should know to gimmick the shit. You know, and I'm telling, you, I see that at some of these like small time indie indie promotions as well. Yes. Now 
They're all supposedly wrestling fans, but never look into the business, I swear. So they're going to do a table spot. So they grab you one of those. dick. What do you do? He said, Doug said it was probably a Hello Kitty record player, by it the way. It's not. It's a very good one. So, I mean, they I do, they do the a table spot, and they grab one of those white, thick plastic tables. Yeah, that's and, never going to break. And then, and then they slam it down. It's like, Jesus Christ. It's like, no. It's like, but this was what we had laying. No, then don't do it. No, no, the, exactly. It, there's a reason. If you look at a fucking table spot in WWE. Mm-hmm. The table always breaks clean. Mm-hmm. You know why? They gimmick the fucking table. They take the steel out of it. They and they take, take the, the banding yeah. out. The, it, they make it as safe as they can. And, uh, and, of course, it also leads to some of the funny stuff. Is like they'll just set up the table and Crunch. someone leans on it and it breaks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How'd that happen? But I would rather have that yeah. than a guy get hurt. Than one oh, of the exactly. Guys get exactly. Hurt. I mean. But that being said, um. I won't be buying the AEW show mm. on sa- on Sunday. I, I I can't. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just spoiled because W. I don't pay for WWE pay per views because I have Peacock. Peacock. Wait, we got to rate the Foo Fighters. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I'll, you go first. I thought it was one of their best albums. I'm gonna go nine. Okay, Jim. Uh, that is Jim. Bill. Bill, 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 we're looking at you. Oh man, you're this, not gonna hurt my feelings because you don't. I don't. You don't listen to him. Neither does he. I don't care about hurting your feelings. I'm just trying to. I mean, I my my mind wants to say five, but that seems harsh because it was neither really good nor really bad. So you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a very sizable seven. I'm Ooh. gonna give it a five. You know, for the simple fact that it wasn't very good and it wasn't I very bad, it was, it was safe. I mean, it could be background. It could be background music at a kid's party, and no one's gonna come. No one's gonna come home from that party and be sitting in there in you know and tell their father, "What did we learn today?" Yeah, I learned what a butt plug was. What? <laughs> what the hell? It's like no, you listen to Foo Fighters. Oh, okay, that was safe. Right. It's it's it, it's like I said. It's a very safe record. It's not. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's nothing earth shaking. Yeah. It's nothing. You know, it, 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 they're not reinventing the wheel. Yeah. It's very safe. It's a standard Foo Fighters record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you know, you, you when your daughter goes to prom, you give her that CD to put in, and I guarantee nothing's going to happen that night. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Whereas, whereas you, you give her a cop, you give her a copy of 1916. Oh yeah, and you know, you know, bad th- bad shit's gonna happen. I Lemmy's a panty dropper. I gotta tell you what I almost did this week, and I I can't believe I almost did it, and I still might be doing it with one of the kids. Uh, I realized I'm going to Giant Stadium, MetLife to go see Guns N' Roses in August. Uh huh. And I'm thinking shit. If I'm driving all the way out there for Guns N' Roses, I'm going to see about Metallica. Now, just please hear me out. First level seats, okay? For two shows. First level. Okay. For the Friday night show and the Sunday night show. 280 bucks. That's about 200 too much. Right? One day ticket, four hundred fucking dollars for the same fucking seats. Now, are are those secondary? Are are, are is that secondary? Uh, 
I, market? I don't. What I did read, though, when you go into the site, it says if you purchase two tickets and you're going to sell them, you got to sell them both. You can't just sell for one night. So it has to be that way. But anyway, I text Bella. Hey, would you be interested in go see a Metallica? I did not expect, ooh, yeah. And I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, I scared. I woke your dog up. You know what? Uh, I, Bella, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> anyway, as it turns out, she's going to be on vacation with her boyfriend that weekend. Good. You're good. I still might take Jimmy. I'm I'm still confused about it though because if you sell the if you buy the 200 tickets, then the 400 tickets are gone. Because then they can't I, sell I them. Know. I don't understand how I, that works. Dude, maybe it wasn't the exact same seat, but it was the same area. It's so fucking convoluted. It was it's like ridiculous. oh, and and I I saw they're having a fucking quote unquote listening party in theaters April 13th. Go buy your ticket to go hear the album with all the other Metallica fans. They are making such a fucking crash cash grab off this fucking album. It's not even funny. What do you mean this album? We should be. Are calling, you kidding me? This are, album? Are, are they are they turning into fucking Gene? Is Gene Simmons managing them or what the fuck's going on here? No, Lars. This is this <laughs> has been going on since what? Load at least. Yeah, I've never realized it this bad. Yeah. Seriously, it's. But yeah. I I figured I mean what that's like one hundred and forty bucks. A show, I'm like that's really not that bad. Yeah, I mean, I it, mean, as long as people keep paying for it, they're going to keep doing it. Well, yeah, and that's why I won't do it. Something else I read today: a friend of mine, um, he lives out in Seattle. He goes to a lot of concerts, and he went to go see Bruce Springsteen. Uh huh. And he posted an article today. Some radio station out there, a guy, you know, went to the show. He says he's been, he must have seen Bruce like 50 times. But I guess what they're doing now with online ticket sales is there's an algorithm in there. It's called dynamic pricing. Yes. That's, that's been, they've been doing that. Um, I never realized. Oh yeah. They've been doing that. Like, instead of the tickets having a set face value, mm-hmm. they're adjusting, adjusting, in air quotes, the value based on the demand. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If, well, if yeah. you have nosebleed seats for 100 bucks, and 20 people are buying them, next thing you know, they go up to 200 But also, there's also another trick that a lot of these websites do as well, is they use the cookies that go onto your system. If you go to a website to buy tickets... And you decide not to buy them, they will be more expensive the next time you go to the website. Because now they think, okay, well now let's see how much we'll pay for them now. Yeah. So if you go to buy tickets online, go into incognito mode. So that way it doesn't leave a a footprint that you've been there before. Or if you're not going to do that, since now everything is fucking digital. And like when we went to Anthrax. Mm Mm-hmm. Barcode couldn't yes. even we I didn't even have the option to print the tickets out. I know. Okay. Right now, when here's a tip from your uncle Eric, kids. When you go on to Ticketmaster, filter out third party and reseller tickets. Correct. Filter it out. 
Because that way you're only paying face value yes. for the tickets. Plus, you're getting bent over the barrel by Ticketmaster. Anyway. For the fees. Like, the four tickets that we bought mm-hmm. for, that, you know, were purchased for the Anthrax show. Uh, we got them, since we got the four pack, they were 40 bucks a piece. Okay? Yes. Instead of 50. So, $160 worth of tickets. After the fees, it was $254. See, that's fucking insane. It is. And I didn't even have a physical fucking ticket. Yep. What fees could you possibly have? Yep. And they actually, um, we have... And you can't get in contact with them. Remember the the horror story I told you guys about getting my money back for the Foo Fighters concert? Yeah. Oh. We we have a concert coming up in Jim Thorpe. And it was, it's cheaper, you know, it's cheaper to get the tickets just sent to your phone than it is to print them out. Yeah. If I want to print out the tickets on my own fucking printer using my own paper. And ink and whatever. It's more expensive than if you just give me digital. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And here's where the other, other, one of the other fucking ways that Ticketmaster has you over a barrel is they're tied in with Live Nation. Uh Uh-huh. And Live Nation owns all the big venues. Mm -hmm. Okay? Or they promote at all the big venues. So, they've got you over the fucking barrel there. We need... I need to keep my eye out for that Live Nation promotion again next year. Oh, the 25 All In. 25 All In that I got when we went to go see Lamb of God and Megadeth. That's all they were. $25 Mm. a ticket. No fees, no tax, no nothing. And that's the way it should be. You remember back in the day when you went to fucking... Galaxy of Sound in the Lehigh yes, in yes. and bought your tickets there. Yes. Or you went to And you got a ticket. Yeah. Or you went to JC Penney's where they had the fucking Ticketron outlet. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember going and buying tickets at JC Penney's. Cause there was Ticketron. God, the the good old days of fucking McCool Productions in Lehigh Valley. We're calling on the fucking telephone. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> or Here's a here's a blast from the past. Going to the box office. Yep. Yeah, waiting in line and getting there early and to just you know get the good seats. Yeah. That, but now, yeah, I mean, and Ticketmaster has you over a fucking barrel, mm-hmm. and Live Nation has you over a barrel, and bands like Metallica have you over a barrel. People are are going to spend money. To go and listen to an album in a movie theater. Yep. I couldn't believe that when I saw that today. I really could not believe that. People are going to do that. And but it, during the, and I, I understand this during the pandemic. They wanted to do something for the fans. But they those were, were still expensive. It was 125 yeah, bucks a carload. Be- they did that at, at Becky's. Becky's. Yeah. Yeah. Metallica did, and it wasn't even a live concert. It wasn't yeah. like like they were live streaming anything. It was pre-recorded. It was a pre-recorded thing, and they charged you $125 a fucking carload <laughs> to watch a, mo- a concert movie. Mm-hmm. How much is enough, Lars? Uh, How much is enough? You know, 
not for paying it, but I would absolutely love to uh, see a live play of Slayer in a movie theater just to just to hear how the rowdiness oh, of that theater. Oh, oh, <laughs> ooh, they tear the Roxy apart. Oh, I'm actually gonna say there would be chairs busted. <laughs> well, they back in the day, they did they there was a show where Slayer was playing in a place and they didn't move the seats. <laughs> Didn't they? Well, yeah, they tore them up, right? They tore them up. Yeah. <laughs> they tore them up. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it's not a good idea. That was idea. poor planning. Yeah, that was very poor planning. So, that was two records for the week. Yes. Yes. Now, next week, boys, we hit a milestone. Next week, we will be recording our 100th episode. Uh-huh. Yay. Yes. It's been a long time getting here. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to do, and we talked about this a little bit in on Facebook and in the, uh, the group text, is if you had to define heavy metal for someone who's never, who has no concept of what heavy metal is, or for the next generation... What is your definitive? Let's 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 expand it out to fifteen songs. Good, fifteen songs that define heavy metal. Okay, and the parameters are this: no hard rock. It has to be metal. Any genre of metal is acceptable. I'm going to ask you something off air then. Okay. It ha- no, so don't be bringing, don't be coming here with no fucking Aerosmith, no ACDC shit. I mean, it's not metal, but hard metal. No, <laughs> just for that fucking uh, anvil's going on the fucking list. I tell you right now. <laughs> no. Hmm. No. You know what? No, you know, no, 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 I mean, no, no, no. You can put your parameters out there, but I mean, it, uh, hard rock is subjective. Okay, yeah, all I right. Can understand, I'll give you that. I I'll understand that. Aerosmith. If you're talking metal, I do understand. Then we're just going to do heavy metal. metal. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, no, we're yeah. going to do versions of heavy metal. You can do. You can do any genre of metal. Okay. Okay, and. If you if if it's something that I would deem hard rock, I'm not gonna fucking say no, no, no you can't have it on the Oh okay. no, you'll you'll, you'll fucking say it. Well. You'll, you'll, yeah, don't say you won't. You'll it's, sit there. You'll sit there. Not metal. Not metal. Yeah. Episode 100, I turn over a new leaf. Because remember, remember, Motley Crue is glam metal. So I would and allow. And they it. did Home Sweet Home. Right. So there's been metal ballads since Black Sabbath. All right. Just so we're fucking clear. All right. Put on whatever you want. Fifteen songs. Oh, now it's whatever you want. So now, no, just what? no, no, John Denver. What's your other parameter? Well, no, that was it. That was it. No, nope. that's not a fucking parameter. Yeah, One thing is not a fucking parameter. Yeah, it is. Jesus Christ. 
I don't know why I'm arguing. My list is pretty much done. I, now, I, now I get to put all the. Now I, just, I get to put five of the alternatives on. I know that's that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> this is right. awesome because so, I'm crossing shit off, and I'm like, <laughs> oh. So yes. I'm I'm also gonna you know collate the stuff that we've gotten on the Facebook posts and yeah. whatnot, and I'm gonna post it up again. Um, whatever you think should be on like a definitive guide to heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Put out there. I think mine was perfect. The voice of the people. Because it was all time capsule record songs that had. <laughs> it worked, man. It worked, mate. <laughs> I hate him. Ah, you're not you're not alone. Uh, so I didn't realize there was that many metal songs with time in the in the, in the title either. I know. And, right? and I actually had more. <laughs> there is a ton of them. Do we want to do an album next week as well? Uh, you want to do like this and one album? Yeah. Yeah, let's do an, let's do an album. All right. Um, you pick it this time. I don't want to get yelled at. Here, hold the hold the bucket. Okay. Why would you say. why would you get yelled at? If I pick something if I pick something stupid. There's nothing stupid in there. Well, you don't know about that. I'm not even looking at the color. I'm just going to open it. All right. Oh, Ted Balliot. Um, I've never heard of them. No, no. He, Ted Ballier suggested oh. R- Ride the Lightning by Metallica. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, the definitive guide to heavy metal mm-hmm. and Ride the Lightning by Metallica. Definitely. It's going to be interesting. It, I mean, Ride the Lightning... We all know that we yes. all, we all love we that all, album. We all have that. We all love that album. Um, but it, this is going to get interesting. You know, your your fifteen definitive, your fifteen definitive, and the real fifteen definitive. No, no, my fifteen definitive are going to be shite, but slightly less shite than his. Oh God, no! Mine are mine are so fucking awesome. I couldn't that, contain. That was, that was. I couldn't contain it in ten. Because because I'm 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 doing this list and basically saying okay those are the only two that are questionable by the way I I'm doing this list and saying all right if you want to talk about this genre of metal this is the definitive you know what I mean and there's more than ten genres yeah there yeah well uh-huh. I'm not even gonna go oh. I'm not even gonna go where I was gonna go yeah um you but got, you got death doom pop electronica you know. Blast beats and all that good shit. I'm just, I'm, I'm putting words out. I now. have an idea of where I'm. Hmm. Ooh, that was almost bad. Um, I have an idea. <laughs> I almost had a semi puke related belch incident. Turns out it was alive. Turns out it was a belch. It was <laughs> Jesus Christ. George Carlin bit. But I'm, I'm gonna, like the way I'm gonna do mine, is I'm gonna try to. Pick as many different genres as I can think of. I see what you're did. Okay, mm-hmm. that's how I'm gonna do it. You know, I'm you know throw out a power metal song. Yeah, throw out a you know a classic metal song, a black metal song, doom metal, a little bit of this, little yeah, bit of mine's, that. Yeah, mine's gonna be like almost like a history lesson. History lesson, man. So you start from square A and work your way to fifteen. Yeah. And, and the square hammer didn't make the list. Didn't even make the cut. <laughs> no, um, ghost 
is not metal. No. No, it is. It is. It is. But it didn't make the cut. No, ghost is not metal. It is metal. No, it's not. Ghost is ghost. You are right. They almost have to have like their own. I, I, and I love ghost, but they're not metal. Mm. They're not metal. I. And they don't. They do not have to be in order of what you think is the greatest are there, metal song. Oh, of all yeah. Are there no. any? Are there any bands you just want to just pre shit on? No, I'll save that for next week. <laughs> the, I'll save the chat until next week. Because because I said there's there's nothing on my list. I know you and I know your tastes. I pretty much know you. You guys will look at me and say, "Damn, you are the voice of the people." No. <laughs> All right, no. <laughs> team denim, team denim. Okay, anybody that wears a denim jacket to the next suddenly Susan show is gonna. <laughs> it will be in a drawing for a free drink. No, it's suddenly Seymour. So, <laughs> just saying, if you wear a denim, you'll be in a drawing for a free drink. That's what I'm saying. I'm putting it out there, putting that live. I'm still waiting for the fucking. Oh no, not that merch you promised. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I didn't buy the button maker yet. Give me a, give me fucking time. How long does it take to it's order? It's been on two years. All right, I got some money in the Amazon account. I put eighty five bucks in. That took me two fucking days because I put it. When you put in a, a gift card in Amazon to boost it up, if you don't put the number in right, holy shit, you cannot cancel it. I got a good one, and I mentioned this to him today. So you go to Walmart. You self-checkout or even go through to checkout. Well, actually, I did self-checkout. What do they always do when you don't have a product in a bag? They ask for your receipt yeah. when you're leaving the store. Yeah. So Papers, self- please. Papers, please. Self-checkout yesterday. I get my shit. And after I pay, do you want your receipt emailed? Do you want a printed receipt or no receipt? How are they going to check your receipt if you select no receipt? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that quite odd. Yeah, well, I got to go to Walmart tomorrow. Why? I need On ink. a dare? I need ink. Ugh. Well, you know what? Do, if you're going to... Printer ink, I take. Yes. Okay. I got worried because he touched his arm. I thought well, he was tattoo no. yourself. <laughs> well, they probably do have a tattooing place in there. You could probably. Not you, yet. You could probably get a prison tattoo back in soft toys. But. <laughs> Maybe. But, but, no, what I'm saying is, like, do, like, the online thing. Uh-huh. Because they are notorious for always being out of whatever fucking brand I need. Well. I go online. I, I, I buy them by a bulk at this point. Because God forbid they have the ink. So I was like, oh, you need a 117? Make sure they have it. Because then you get there, and you got to get them out of prison first. You got to find somebody with the fucking keys. Because God forbid you get fucking ink. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, like, they're... Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I go to go Staples, man. Go to Staples. I'm not... I don't want to go to Staples. It'd be easier. No. It would be easier. It, 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 no. Well, I got to drive, drive further, and they open later. No. <laughs> I'm going to drop Alistair off at school. I'm going to run out. I'm going to come home. Done. Text me and tell me if you had any problems. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I will. I will. Uh, Fuck. And there's a few other, uh, few other various and sundry items I need to pick up too. So, but yeah, I got to, that's, 
I got to do that tomorrow before I start my work day. <sighs> okay. I'm getting tired, folks. Yes. I'm getting tired. Keeping you up? Yes. Um, I, I, I had a rough day in Scranton today. So next, uh, next week, we're going to do this again. <clears throat> but this one is number 100. Everybody, everybody should everybody should dress up. Everybody should send us a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> That's okay, you know. All right. Follow us on Patreon and MySpace, and yeah, it's uh, definitely on MySpace. Um, you, you know what? Maybe, maybe for next week, I'll put a virtual tip jar in. <laughs> oh dear lord! Uh, We're gonna owe them money, probably. <laughs> That's not how tip jars work. <laughs> well, yeah, they'll leave an IOU. It's two hours of my life. I'll never get back. Here's a tip. Stop talking. The only That's only going to be directed at you, no. Miller. Yes, yes, yes. If you do that, then no. If you do things like that, you got to put those monetized things in for like, you know, like something like for $5, I'll take my shirt off. <laughs> and, Bill and, wants an OnlyFans account all and for, of a ten, for ten dollars I keep it on. <laughs> for fifteen I'll take Miller's shirt off. Wait, wait for the punchline. What? <laughs> I knew where you were going. Yes. I knew where you were going. But anyway, let's let's fucking call this a night. I'm I'm done. Tap it oh. out. Alright, guys. Um No more Foo Fighters. Please. Don't do it to me again. I don't have any more in there. Good. No more. Ge- no. No more generic. Well, it's Miller. We're just gonna be more generic shit in there. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. I bet the Bloodhound Ganger, like hooray for boobies, is in there. I'd be okay with I'm that. Call- I'm calling it now. There's definitely two you would like in there. Both of you. I would be okay with hooray for boobies being in kick there. missile. <laughs> oh, not the old fucking detachable penis trick. Dun dun dun. Uh, I can't honestly, Jim. So, I thought, what? But I'm glad we got the food fires out of the way because that was predictable. Yeah. Okay. We knew you were going to put that in there, but now, you know, balls to the wall. I we can find out what your other interests are. <laughs> you know, we we can find out your second favorite band. Ah, <sighs> uh, if Pearl Jam comes out, I'm fucking I'm I'm slapping him. <laughs> Gwen Stefani, garbage. Uh Letters from Cleo. Who the fuck? I never even <laughs> the, heard of that band. The Breeders. <laughs> the Breeders, I heard. Of. He, yeah, you are a '90s child somehow, and you're one year younger than me, which is weird. Yeah, I still say it's just. <laughs> oh well. All right, I'm done. I'm I'm done with you two. '70s as well. So Lansford Mall, that's what did him in. Oh God. Fucking <laughs> Lansford Mall. <laughs> Too many, too many fucking, too many fucking nights at the zoo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, or back in the day at the jungle. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, what is with that town? Jungles and zoos and Jesus, my God. Well, the jungle became the zoo. No, the jungle did not become the zoo. The jungle became a parking lot. Oh no, you're lot. thinking of the sports. The zoo. jungle became the parking you're lot. You're thinking of the sports. Zoo. The zoo became Club Eighties. Didn't it? Right. No. It had the same place. No, the sports zoo closed down. Okay. The 80s bar is going out the end of town. It's all in the end of town. Everything's end of town. No, the place. sports zoo is down by the stadium. I know, but I'm saying everything in that town the is at the end. The 80s bar that just opened up is down at the other side of town. 
Like when you're going towards Nesky. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. There's an 80s bar in Lansford? Yeah. Hang on, hang on. By the trailer park or the those... Is that where it is? You know where the family dollar is? Yeah. It's right next door to that. Oh, for fuck's sake. That is... Jesus. It used to be. It used to be a. a oh, good, you can't write this stuff it, any no, better. It used, it used listen, I know, listen, right? Listen, it used to be a really good Italian restaurant. As a matter of fact, years ago we held, we had my grandparents. By Lansford standards, a really good Italian restaurant. Wedding anniversary there. The guy was a really good fucking cook. He was. I forget where the hell he was from, but the He's food a good, was, he was a good what? Really good cook. Oh, cook, cook. Sorry, I heard a different word. Never mind. <laughs> What'd you hear? Nothing, nothing, gone. He was very talented at opening the ragu jar. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, no, it changed hands multiple times, and then after pandemic, during the pandemic, it just fucking closed down, and now someone else opened it up, and it's an 80s-themed bar. Um, when Andy came home, when his, when his mom passed, me and mm-hmm. him went out there, and they had, they had... Did you ever see those movies where they have that really bad... Like singer that's like over the top and moving around through all the crowds and just being like really, really obnoxious up to people. Yeah, they had one of those there. And Andy's like, you can't make this fucking shit up. The guy's like all in your face, like singing around you and stuff. Field trip. Oh, man. No. It was it was nasty. No. <laughs> of all the fucking nights that guy had to be there, it was, it was, oh, it was horrible. Eric will fucking fight somebody. You'd probably knock that guy out. Yeah, it was one of those you're, really... You're so violent. <laughs> I'm trying to think like of a movie where they had like an obnoxious wedding singer. The wedding singer. No, the wedding singer. No, no. <laughs> one that was like, you know, going up... It doesn't get much more obnoxious than Adam Sandler. Yeah. But going up like next to people and mingling and this, that, and everything else. Bill Murray is the lounge singer. Yeah, but that was... Whew. <laughs> Anywho. Right. Yeah. Five minutes after we said we were done. The Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's get out of here. Okay. All right. Until next time, this has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. I'm Jim. See you later, motherfuckers.